The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 82 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Wednesday, October 10th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young. I'm joined by my co-host, James Cush. James, we went back to the original intro this week. I couldn't find an audio clip to pull for this thing. I don't know if that, if that says anything about the type of racing that was being had on Sunday. <laughs> right, right. But I tell you what, though, I, I'm really glad. Days like today make me happy that we switched from Tuesday recordings to Wednesday. I know, right? Because everybody records on Tuesday, so now nobody's podcasts have the big news of the week in them. And we are bringing it to you as hot, I guess, hot off the press, as, you, as they say. There you go. It's going to be in the show title, although I come up with a show title after we record this. But just so you know, if you're just if you're joining us and you want to know about the Chad, our thoughts on the Chad Canals Jimmy Johnson split up, it's coming up. You'll have to deal with us through the uh, talk of the Dover race. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we got we got to recap so. first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's get right into it, James. It was the 2018 Gander Outdoors 400 at Dover. Raceway, I don't remember what the heck the name of this place is. Anyway. Dover International Raceway? Uh, something. It's something. It's Dover. That place with a dirt track gravel thing in the middle. Right. And concrete on the outside. And a monster that was finally tamed by Chase Elliott, who gets redemption. Ah, great one. <laughs> Chase Good. Elliott gets the win. Um, Kind of, I don't know if he lucked into it so much because he was there, obviously, to get it done. But some other guys had some trouble, and Chase manages to capitalize and get himself his second uh, Monster Energy Cup Series win. And uh, had some gas in the tank at the end to do a little burnout at the end, too. So, Yeah, he had plenty of gas in the tank, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, good day for Chase. Not a good yeah. day for Jimmy Johnson, though. This was my no. – he was my pick, James. He didn't even get – he didn't even get taken the green flag. No, he was my <laughs> – he was my A driver in fantasy. Oh, God. That was just unbelievable. Did, just, did they say what it was? I thought I heard a lower ball joint. Was that what it was that broke? I believe that's what it was. It had something to do with the, the – I don't even know. I, that's I also but, the same thing that put Clint Boyer in the wall if that's the case. Yeah, I didn't – uh, I don't – I can't recall that ever happening before. I've seen – I mean, I've seen Jimmy Johnson get damaged on the pace lap because Mark Martin took him, or Jimmy took Mark out at Talladega. Remember that when the steering wheel? Oh, yeah. Yep. And I do that now. So there was that. And I mean, we've seen people, I mean, I think it was Shauna Robinson famously spun out, or was who was it? Was it Shauna Robinson or Patty well, Weiss? The, pa the pace car spun out at the Roval, not during the race, but I thought that was kind of an interesting one. I, did, that I was didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they was doing pace laps during, before practice at the Roval, and the pace car ended up sliding through the i think i was on the other side of the pit wall or something huh, nice so yeah so we've had some interesting uh pre-race shenanigans going well, on but yeah that Indy, was that Indy was car wrecked the pace car at detroit this year so i mean it happens things <laughs> yeah. happen yeah you were there for that one yeah yeah so yeah jimmy has trouble comes out basically went what 10 11 laps down at the beginning because yeah of it, done which, so. impressive that they were able to fix it that quick but um yeah kind of kind of put a Put a big uh, exclamation point on the end of that day for Jimmy before the race even got started, and I was bumming him. My pick was done. <laughs> yeah, my fantasy team took a really big blow, and and he only ended up he got up to thirty six, so he gained a couple of spots. Right, <laughs> but it took him a long time to do it. So basically, 
This was the Kevin Harvick 300 or so. Um, Kevin Harvick pretty much yep. put on a show. And had it not have been for the last stage of the race, which I will say, for the people that don't like the stage racing, go look at the races this season and, and compare stages one and two to stage three and look at the excitement we've had in stage three. And yes, all races will ramp up toward the end and get more exciting toward the end. But things really pick up from the green flag at the start of stage three anymore. And it wasn't quite like that at Dover. We had the late caution because of Ross Chastain losing the losing his axle, which really made the ending exciting. And the ending, I think, made up for what was pretty much a snoozer of a race. Uh, Kevin Harvick yeah. led 286 laps and pretty much was killing yeah, it. He was, I mean. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was flying. Yeah, it, it was it was Harvick's race to win. Um, he has trouble on pit road. They broke a valve stem off and that put him in the back and he had to fight his way back through. Can't get yep. sixth place for the finish. Um, but that put old uh, Eric Almarola in, in the hot seat and it looked like Almarola was going to be able to pull one away. Yeah. And, he, um, <laughs> I tell, and Clint Boyer kind of yeah. screwed up his day again. I was going to um, say, and Clint Boyer happened. <laughs> yeah, I know that was, that's the second time though. Almarola's had the car to beat at the end to, or near the end of a race and been uh, foisted by his teammate. Almarola to me feels like he's got Denny Hamlin syndrome that he just, he can't seem to pull it out at the, when he needs to, you know, he's, yeah. he's there, he's running well. And then when it needs to happen, it doesn't. And I mean, we're basing this off of a season for Almarola. He's, he's got a win in the cup series previously in a car that shouldn't have won. And now he's, I mean, he's finally in good equipment and he's, he's proven himself. He's done really well. I don't want to, I don't want to hate on Eric Almirola at all. He's done a great job this year. Um, yeah. That wreck was all him. I mean, he just overdrove it, bounced off the wall yep. and took Keselowski out, but uh, he'll get one. I mean, it, it's coming and I think it's going to yeah. come really soon. It might come this year yet. So yeah, he's, um, he's done so much more this year than, than he's done in his career and that. Yeah and that car. I think the two, the two of them have elevated each other, um, the team and the driver, which is, is good to see. That's, that's something, you know, when, sometimes when drivers change teams, it's a lateral move. Right. Um, you know, well, we thought it was going to be, I mean, you and I both yeah, predicted we, that this was going to be basically putting Danica Patrick back in the car. Yeah. And he's definitely done, <laughs> you know, he hasn't won a race yet, but he's done enough. I mean, he's, he's in the top 12 here in, in the, in the playoffs and, He's had a great season. It'd be, it'd be a really successful season, and I think there'd be a lot less to look down upon with this season for him if he wasn't driving for Stuart Haas, where everybody yeah. has a win but him, and it make it makes the fact that he doesn't stand out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it's by but, far he's his best year. Um, I guess you would say it was the year he won the the rained out race in in 2014, and he's already almost doubled his top ten total from that season. So. Right. Um, I mean, I don't, is, I don't know the stats. I don't have the stats in front of me. Yeah, but I feel like he's had a better season than Kurt Busch has. Um, he's averaging so he's averaging a thirteen point nine finish. I don't know if he's had a better year than Kurt. I can look that up really quick though. I've got. I feel thank, like, thank God for racing reference. To right me, I feel like Almirola has been a factor more than Kurt has, even though Kurt has the win. That might be true. Let me double check here. So, um, I don't know. Kurt's been pretty darn consistent. That's true. Kurt's got, Kurt's got the win and he's got quite a few more top tens. Okay. Um, average finish is a little bit better, but if we look at, I mean, it's a tick better. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, they're they're fairly similar. I'd uh-huh. say they're fairly similar. All but right. yeah, just a just a tick better though. But yeah, that's that's pretty good comparison. So we had the first round uh, or the first race in the second round of the playoffs. Um, and we had some playoff implications here. First of all, playoff drivers having trouble. Um, Kyle yeah. Busch kind of kicked it off for everybody with the uh, tire issues. Basically, just wore out the tires at the beginning. Not really a big deal. Just had him pit early, and kind of everybody followed him in. So, not really a big issue yep. there. Um, then ha- Harvick had the flat tire because of the the valve stem. And I can't remember what happened to Kyle Busch to put him in the back at the same time. Did he speed, or or what did he do? Something happened. I- I think he had a penalty. I'm looking at the stats. I know there's a penalty for something. I don't know if it was a loose wheel or if it was speeding or what. I know it doesn't say in, it doesn't say in race reference. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I can't recall, but he did get trapped in the back. I, I yeah. don't I don't recall what that what that was. I think you're right though. I think it was a speeding penalty. That's what I thought. And then um Clint Boyer has first of all maybe a loose wheel. I don't really know. I th- I think we yeah. determined that it was a loose wheel that brought him to pit road the first time. Um Major function. Yeah, it comes in, and I mean, if it was a loose wheel, that sucker was loose because he lost it coming off of turn four. I mean, yeah. he, he was wrecking. I th- the, I thought for sure he was right that the track bar was gone in it. And so anyway, so he pits, comes back out, and then breaks the ball joint on the right front and puts it in the wall. Kyle Just, Busch had track track bar issues too. Yes, that's right. I, Kyle Busch had his issues. Although yep. I don't think he – I think they determined he didn't actually have issues. It just wasn't it reading just wasn't on the dash. Wor- yeah, it wasn't working or something. And it they was had working. To, they just couldn't see the readout yeah. on it. So yep. they, they yep. had to jump in the car with that amazing move yeah. in the window. Yeah, I know. A couple, <laughs> couple, couple guys with track bar issues and Kyle was screaming and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always good. So Clint Boyer wrecks with Eric, Eric Almarola leading. Uh, they get the restart, which Almarola pits. And Chase Elliott stays out. A couple other guys stay out. Almarola started, what, I think fourth place? Yeah. And comes yep. out of turn two, loses it, bounces off the wall, smacks into Brad Keselowski, wrecks a bunch of cars in the front of the field. Yeah, Bowman, Blaney, and Truex yep. all involved. Typical. All, yep, all all, all uh, playoff drivers. Yeah, a typical uh, Dover-type crash there. And, yep. uh, you know, Almarola ends up getting a 13th place finish out of it. So yep. didn't. Not as I mean, obviously, win would have sealed his spot to the next round. He's still out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, um, but only ten well, points so out. Cars, so. Right, and so many cars were lapped down at that point. There was only uh, fifteen cars on the lead lap. Right. So, even the accident really, the only person that accident really helped was Kyle Larson, who was just weirdly out to lunch all race. And he was <laughs> fast during practice. Yeah. Um, so that wreck really did help Larson. He was able to get back on the lead lap, and he jumped all the way up. Uh, to 12th so and that crash uh, hurt badly Alex Bowman yeah that Alex Bowman took a real I I I, I tried to every round of the playoffs I'm going to try to cross a driver off and he's the one right now I'm crossing him off so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's over for Bowman I, I don't see him winning Talladega and that's going to be what he's going to need to do he's got to win one yeah he's, he's gonna have to win one of the yeah. next two or he's, he's not making it yeah. everybody else is still in the fight he is he's in the Denny Hamlin Eric Jones position from last round right. it's it's win or nothing at this point for him where do we go he, after, he, we go to Martinsville after Talladega don't we uh we have Talladega and uh-oh we should know this by I know now. We should, I should have a schedule in front of me but I don't uh, it's not, yeah, I think it is. No, is it, it's not Texas, is it? No, it's Martinsville. Yeah, we go, we go biggest track to smallest track. Yep. And the Talladega, Martinsville, and then it's Texas, Phoenix. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, I think Phoenix is, ra- is a second to last race. Yeah. No, Phoenix is a cutoff Listen race. One. Yeah, Phoenix is the cutoff race. So there's one, there's Texas something, Phoenix. Kansas. Something. Oh, they finished Kansas. the round at Kansas and then Martinsville. Okay. Okay, so Kansas is after, 
after Talladega. Talladega. Okay. Gosh, I can't believe I was forgetting that. Jeez, yes. Wow, we're terrible. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> so terrible. All Give right. The people so, what they want. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So Kansas. Kansas is a. Who knows what's gonna happen there? Probably Harvick. Um. Anyway. So yeah. So basically, uh, Bowman is essentially out of it. Looking at the points right now, you got Joey Logano in fifth place. He's thirty-one points to the good. Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, both 21 points to the good in 6th and 7th. Ryan Blaney hanging on, 10 points to the good in 8th. Eric Almirola, 10 points out in ninth. Clint Boyer, 10 points out in 10th. Kyle Larson, 12 points out in 11th. And Alex Bowman, 34 points out in 12th place. Um, James, looking at those eight like we talked about uh, last yep. uh, last round, who are we thinking? Who's, who's your four well, staying in? Here's the problem that Almirola, Boyer, and Larson have right now. Okay. Is that Logano, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Ryan Blaney are all top class restrictor plate drivers right now? Yeah, they are all. They all three, all four of those guys. I mean, put them in a hat. Any of them can win. Um, I don't think as much for. I mean, anybody can win a, a restrictor plate race, but those guys are, I think, the class of the field. So with with that, it's going to take those guys getting caught up in something for any of the other guys to come back in. Um, I don't see it. I, yeah, I think we might have it set <laughs> at this point. So, I think Blaney, Kozlowski, Bush and Logano all stay. I think I, they all stay pat. I am going to make a prediction <clears throat> that Blaney falls out. Um, and that's probably the, that's probably the weakest link, I guess. Yeah. Blaney's my pick to fall out. And I, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be Almirola or Boyer. I feel like I don't, I don't know. I feel like no, Almirola. I feel Blaney like Almirola gets in over Blaney. Yeah, I think Blaney. Well, we all know Blaney should have won the Daytona 500 this year. Right. Um, and going sure. to Talladega, if he if he can bring that type of speed back, and and we know what yeah, his you teammates can't, are. You also can't play the speed thing either because it doesn't matter. It's Talladega. Right. You're gonna wreck a lot of cars in this thing. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. But it, but for whatever reason, the Penske guys always bring a good piece. They, they've just been strong there, and, and Keselowski's the best restrictor plate guy in the game, yeah. and Logano's probably second right now. And, and then Blaney, you know, he's been very good as well. So I just think with those guys, um, it's, it's just going to be tough. I I don't know. I don't – I mean, Larson's in, Larson's in big trouble here too. He's never been that, that big of a restrictor plate guy either. Right. I just don't see it. I, I think we're going to stand pat through Talladega, and if I had to put money on I think those four guys all get through. I think Almirola is a good restricted plate driver, too, and we'll see. Yes, I, I yeah. He's, oh, yeah, I agree. I think he sneaks in. I think he sneaks in. I agree. I'm going he's, Almirola guys, over Blaney. And then well, it, what I'm saying right now is also going against what I think anyway, so that gives you a precursor for later. <laughs> well, and what these guys are going to have to do is maybe, maybe in the first two stages when everybody else isn't being aggressive, if that's the case – Larson, those guys, they need to go out and win that stage. Yeah. You win a stage, you get ten points right there. Well, these guys, none of those guys. If you're if you're racing to get in, any any of those bottom four, yeah, you've got to win stages. If you are riding in the back, just put it on the trailer and go home. Yep. I mean, there's there's just yep. no point. Yeah, you have to go. You it's not just win every race. They got to go stage by stage. You got to win. Stage one, win stage two, and win the race. Yep. Get everything you can, max out like. I know I'm I'm crossing Alex Bowman off. I think he's done. But however, you know he gets uh, 
you know, he wins the first two stages and Blaney doesn't score any points. That's that puts him four points behind right that's, there. That's so. the thing. These these stage points. It's going to matter. Last year it mattered later. because it got Truex to the final round. Yeah. But this year it matters because it's swinging things before the end of races. Yep. It's going to change the game. OK, so let me I completely forgot about this and I want to go on a little rant here, James. I know you Uh-oh. always enjoy these. So I like these. I like Eric's soapbox. I have been very, very happy all season long and I've praised NBC's coverage of the NASCAR series during their half of the schedule. I am infuriated week by week (laughs) by the, as they run point standings that they are so proud of on the left hand side of the screen. The reason I am infuriated by them isn't like some people who get really annoyed over the points as they run. Cause I like points as they run. I think it makes sense. I know that those points positions aren't truly changing in real life because it doesn't matter until the stage is finished. The problem that I have is in stage one, if you're in second place, their little algorithm gives you the points for second place all race long. So yeah. it counts stage two, which you're not even two yet. I don't like that. I think they should, it should be just the next stage coming. You know, so after stage one, then we can count those stage one points and start counting the stage two points and so on and so forth. That really bothers me because it makes the swing look more than what it actually is. Yeah. Or even just just have the graphic pop up after stage two. Yeah. After after that whole thing, knowing throughout the race where the where the swing is. But they and I realize they haven't earned the points until the stage is finished. But yeah. you're certainly not earning any points for the second you're stage earning, before yeah, the first you're not stage. Not earning ends. any race points. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like saying, okay, I'm gonna let's just run the ticker at the side. We'll just predict the champion every week based on where they're running because if he's leading yeah. the race today, he's gonna be leading the race next week, right? Right. I mean, it's stupid. I don't. I don't like it. So I'm, <laughs> that really bothers me. I didn't realize that was what they were doing until they explained it this week on the broadcast, and then now I hate it. It's it's Eric's- awful. Eric soapbox. I love it. <laughs> I know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The only, uh, anything else to talk about the race? I want to get to the, uh, the, the prank of the weekend, but let's talk anything else about the race first before. We... Um, nah, I think we're good on the race. I mean, Denny Hamlin finished second. Yeah. He gave him a, gave the pressure, him a show. The pressure's off, man. He doesn't have to, we... there's nothing to prove now. Denny's going to come out and win. He's my prediction for Martinsville already because nah, he's, he's going to lose. Yeah. What's he going to, what's he got to lose? He's going to win now yeah. that it matter, doesn't matter. Well, do we want to talk a little bit about Chase Elliott anymore? Yeah, let's um, talk about Chase. Just as, as I mean, it's second career win. Uh, yep. Like you said, he's you know he didn't luck into it. You got to get those restarts and put yourself in position. He didn't choke. Um, that's for sure. I mean, he, he yeah, not only did he get a restart, that, but he also got a restart on yeah. old tires. So that well, was that's impressive. my that was going to be my um, my quick comment on it was Chase Elliott has a history or had a history of not closing the deal, not sealing the deal. Yep. And his two wins now. He's done done exactly what I think I, – at least I know I've been screaming that this is what this guy needs to do. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's like – it's almost like he – you know, that, that car he's driving is not to the level of where his competitors are at. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's getting the most out of it now. Yep. I think he's I think he's finally kind of made the leap to the to the next level of his career. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to see him – I don't know. He, he's – the trajectory is now there until he got until until he started winning races. You can't really place any trajectory on him. We knew he was good. I mean, we both looked at Dover last week and we looked right past him. And yeah, his- I know <laughs> I will say I, 
almost picked him. Yeah, and we both we both were looking at it. Like he had a career average finish of like five or something there. So right. he's really good, really good at Dover. So we knew he was going to be in a good spot. Um, but to to put himself in position, that team clicking, and now Talladega is not a worry for them. Yeah, I mean, that's that, huge. Can't think of any better way to go to Talladega than not having. To oh think yeah, about he it. can just he can air it out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he won Talladega. Yeah, you know. He's yeah, I mean nothing. that's the thing. Like, there's no reason to ride in the back. Just go out there and. All you yeah, gotta worry about is getting line. hurt, and you know exactly. these guys yeah. don't think about that. So just go out there and run it. Yeah, you could wreck in lap one. It doesn't matter. He is locked in, and that's and he could be dangerous getting into that next round because he's really good at Martinsville. So yeah. you know he's you know well, if that team is I guess looking going at, to the final round or well round four. So that's, yeah, I mean if if that team's now looking ahead, they've got all this time to prepare for Martinsville. You know all these other tracks. They're they're the first ones who get to prepare for their shot at the final four. Well, and we've said it before and Tony Stewart proved it several years ago. This is the time. If you're going to go on get on a roll, this is the time to do it. You know, the best time right. to have momentum is in the playoffs because yeah. this, this system allows you to go far. If you can get the momentum going at the right time. Yep. Yeah. He could be, he could be a bracket buster type of deal. If he gets into, uh, if he gets into that final four and Blaney last week, you know, that was a nice young gun victory as well. So yeah. Where the heck uh, did our big three go? Well, they're they're happy. I mean, Harvick with... was there, but Harvick yeah. is Harvick has been the last few times he's had a good car, he's not been yeah. able to finish. Yeah, the thing with Harvick though is the speed is is as good as it's ever been. Yeah, if they can just tighten up the pit road issues. Yeah, and they're so far probably... they're so far up there that it almost doesn't matter. That yeah, the three. Yeah, yeah, Boyer or uh, excuse me, Truex, Bush, and Harvick really don't have to anything to worry about. They're as getting long as they the don't run. have two major terrible races, they're good. Basically, yeah, they can have like Talladega this week. Each of those guys can all have issues, and it's not yeah. gonna, it's not gonna matter. They're, yep. they're pretty much. I mean, I'm looking at the points right now. They're, I mean, God, they're so far ahead. God, it's really easy to say that, but man, <laughs> you yeah, go no, out what? early. You go out early. You're losing all those points on the day. Truex really isn't that far ahead. He's Bush and Harvick are fine. They're not. Well, here's the thing too. You, you run into one of these situations where, okay, so Bowman comes out and wins Talladega. A couple of the front guys have trouble early. Don't get any of those stage points. And then, you know, Larson comes out or Boyer comes out and wins at Kansas. Now, now we're flipping things on its head. I mean, things can happen. It's, that's the great part of this, this playoff system that we have is it does reward the consistency but there's still a chance for things to go wrong. Basically, that's going to come into play in the next round when one of these guys doesn't make it to Homestead, mm-hmm. and it's going to ha- it's going to happen. Yeah, I it's think just... so. I think so. Now, if Chase Elliott comes out and wins Martinsville, or you know, let's say let's say Elliott wins Martinsville, and and maybe Larson steals that one at ISM. I mean, right? That, that's it right there. There's two guys, so yep. it's going to be interesting. Yep. It's going to be really good. Yes, it will. Um, anything else on the race? Well, I'm I think trying to look can... at the results to see if there's anybody really to Austin Dillon got himself a seventh place finish. Pretty good. For him. Yeah. Yeah. Stenhouse uh, top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Stenhouse has been running pretty decent the last couple weeks. Yeah. He's starting to, he was pretty bad at the Roval, but yeah, <laughs> everything else yeah. has been good. Not counting the Roval. Sorry. He was Ricky. He was Ricky Spinhouse yeah. at the Roval. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this prank, which I think was one of the greatest things in like recent NASCAR history. Um, so obviously we know the history last week with Jimmy Johnson wrecking coming into the last turn, taking out, um, taking out Truex and costing both of them the win. 
So I guess the story is that Cole saw Jimmy riding his bike or whatever and said, you know, that would be a cool thing that would, that would, you know, make up to the team if you would get us all road bikes and bicycles to, uh, you know, make up for costing us the win last week. So Jimmy sneaks in, in, in the dark of night to Dover with a bunch of kitty, like little girl bicycles. He went to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. With streamers on the, on the handlebars. The only thing they didn't have, I don't, they, they didn't have training wheels. That would have been even better. So yeah. loads them up on the back of the hauler on the, on the tailgate on the hauler. And that's what the crew comes into. And every crew comes into the garage on Sunday to find these bicycles. And it was the best thing ever. <laughs> really good. I did see Cole Pern put a sign up on, on the trailer too, or somebody did that um, free bicycles uh, tend to wheel hop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the, uh, the hatchet's been buried between the 78 and the 48 by now. I think I so. Think. I think so. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That it, was, was cool. it was good stuff. It was nice, good natured prank and got a good laugh and, I loved it when I saw that. Johnson it was had uh, Johnson had pictures of him picking up the bikes uh-huh. and stuffing them into like a Tahoe. <laughs> so that was pretty funny because nice. he had like there was like 15 bikes there. Yeah, there was it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was cool. So um, I will say, if you guys, I, I've talked about it before on the show and we've we've hit on it before. If you don't listen to Dale Junior's podcast, the, the the Dale Junior download, right, is what it's called. Yep. Um, I'll be listening next week, by the way, because he's bringing on my boy. I know. I saw. I heard that. I heard that. I knew that you'd be all on all, all over that. Um, yep. But this week's episode, Junior talks about some of the uh, the pranks in NASCAR, and I was losing it during, during this. Awesome. So definitely worth checking it out. It's worth checking it out every week if you guys don't listen to it. But uh, check it out this week for sure if you get a chance. It was it was pretty good. Junior's always got some good insight on things, so. And stories, yeah. Yes. For sure. And yeah, the inside stories, the things that you don't. The best one was he said that his dad put uh, sardines, was it, underneath Rusty's driver's seat for a test once. Oh, that's awesome. A really hot day. And he said that car smelled awful. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's awesome. It's some good stuff in there. So definitely check that out. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to get out of the news, James. There wasn't any big news or anything this week, right? What a day for news. What a day. <laughs> no kidding. So um, right at the end of the day, up. basically, we, we get the news. I know. That, uh, yeah. that the, the, the breakup is happening. What was it? 17 years did I see? 17 years. 2001 is when Johnson made his first five starts until 2018. Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss are breaking up at the end of the season. Chad Knauss will go over to William Byron. The Beatles are breaking up, man. And Jimmy's getting the crew chief from Elliot Sadler's Xfinity team. I can't remember what his yep. name is off the top of my head, though. I guess I could pull up the story I have linked here. Yeah, he's, um, man, you know, I feel like Rick Hendrick's been listening to our podcast because <laughs> isn't this what we said? Should have, or maybe it was me. I think I was, it was me. <laughs> yeah. It was you that said it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more on the long, along the lines of keeping them together, but I said, uh, my, my thing was invest in the future right now. Yeah. And it looks like Rick Hendrick is going with that route of, Hey, William Byron's going to be here for a while. Let's get him some years with Canals. So here's the question I have. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I understand the investing in the future. And that's very obviously what that move is. But what is the move of the younger crew chief coming to Jimmy? Is that a send Jimmy out to pasture or is that a try to improve? I, I think this whole thing is that 48 has been stale. Even, even winning the championship in 2016, 
that car has not run good since 2015. Kevin Mendering? And yeah, um, yeah, Kevin Mendering. He's coming over from. Uh, sorry, Kevin, to yep. not remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Go, come over with Jimmy and win another championship, everybody. Yeah, he used name. to be with uh, Junior's team for yeah. a while too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but really, that that 48 car has been bad for a yeah, while. Yeah, Um, you know, and Rick Hendrick's not never been one to not shake things up. He's he's always true. done it when it's time. Um. Even the press release that they had today was kind of strange. He, you know, he said that they've had a. Um, basically, he said that there, yeah, there's been some hard times, but they've always figured it out like brothers, and maybe it's just to the point where it's just not there anymore. So none of the quotes in this press release are from anybody but Rick Hendrick. Yep. So he's are, one who's making the call at the end of the day. Are Jimmy and Chad in on this decision, or do they have no say in it? I think they've got to have a say in it. I would, I would hope so too. I would, I, I would think, think it's, hand, I think just that it's owed to them to get their, at least their opinions on it. And I think know. them sticking together as long as they have is, has been their call too. Yeah, I think so. They, they probably could have broken the band up a couple of different times. Yeah. You know, maybe after, you know, 2012 or something after not winning for a few years, but they've always had the chance to come back and they've always proven themselves. Um, Man, it's just so crazy. It's crazy that it finally happened. We, I mean, eventually it had to. Right. But now we, we get to see what they can do with somebody else's stuff. Yeah. How much of it is, how much of it is the relationship between Chad and Jimmy and how much of it is how good of a driver Jimmy is or how good of yeah. a crew chief Chad is. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. And if, see. if that 24 comes out and is really good next year, which it could happen. I just, I don't think Hendrick Motorsports as a whole is there right now, but Man, just mixing it up. I don't know. It's uh, that's big. I, this is probably the biggest news out of the sport in a while. Do you know how many times we've said that this year? The I know. Last couple it, years. It, this is, is how many times we've said that big. since this podcast. Yeah. I mean, we it was it was big when Junior announced his retirement. This yep. is big. I mean, what else? We there were. I mean, the the Brian France thing was big. Yeah. I mean, there's been the some. Roval. Pro, yeah, the Roval. I mean, we've had some pretty big news. Yeah, been an interesting couple of years. Yeah, this this one though is, uh, as far as a team is concerned, I mean that that's a that's a foundation that's a foundation shaker. That team has been, you know, glue. Yeah, as as much as that has changed in NASCAR from you think about, uh, from two thousand one when they first got together, so that year's that's the year Dale Junior dies or excuse me Dale Senior passes away at right. Daytona. And we've come all this way from then until now. And all these changes to the to the COT, to the Gen 6 car, <laughs> to running trucks on dirt and all this stuff. The one constant thing has been Jimmy and Chad and Lowe's. See, and I'm all, at that age where, all, <laughs> like, 2001 wasn't that long ago. You think about it, yeah. <laughs> when I'm, you start I, to think about it, you realize I, how far I, ago. <laughs> but it, to me, it's like... I was just, you know, that wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, okay, that's the year after I graduated from high school. Yeah. Like, I was a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a long time ago. It's been a long time since I've been in my, high school. My brother was born in June of 2001. So <laughs> no, 2000, excuse me, 2002. Oh man. Better get I it lied. right, man. I if you're going to be doing, saying it on the air. No, so my so, yeah, so my brother yeah, I got that right because my brother's sixteen. I have a sixteen-year-old brother 
who has not been on this earth as long as Chad and Jimmy have been partners. That's crazy. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. Think of put it in that in that context. There are people who are just getting their driver's licenses who weren't <laughs> even born when they got together. That is pretty nuts. I mean, that's you know, I think about the and you think about the great crew chief driver combinations of all time. This one, this is the pinnacle. There will never be another Jimmy and Chad. No. Yeah, there we've will. had. Yeah, there will. I don't know. Seven championships together. Well, I don't. Is that the only way that you can quantify I mean, it so though? Much, how much success is is enough to be to to reach what they've had? Yeah. Together. I don't know. I mean, we we said uh, nobody was going to win seven championships again after Richard Petty did it, and then Earnhardt did it, and then we said when Earnhardt did it, nobody would do it again, and then Jimmy did it. Yeah, but they've done it as a pair. Like even True. even Earnhardt and Petty, they had different crew chiefs along the way. I don't know. These two I, did it all. I think it all together. It's too difficult to say never. True. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, but I I don't just, know. Even if somebody comes along and is is just, I, just I like, mean, we would. I just like to crap on your parade. Well, you would. You would. Think, <laughs> yeah, that's fine, and that's fine. But you never would have thought we'd have seen anything like Everham and Gordon, right? Right. Like that was that was incredible, and these two have have blown that yeah, away. But Everham and Gordon was Everham. I mean, it wasn't. That wasn't because they got separated or anything. I mean, that. Yeah, Everham had enough. Yeah, yeah Everham had enough. It's just Chad and Jimmy, and neither one of them ever wanted to leave. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I don't know. I don't know. You keep clicking off championships like they did. I can see why they yeah. didn't want to leave. Like Latart was, you know, you think about like a guy like Latart. He was mm. next in line yeah. as one of the great crew chiefs, and he just had enough of it. Went to the TV booth. Right. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's just it's just the Jimmy Johnson effect, period. Because again, we we talked about before. You take Jimmy Johnson out. How many other drivers have championships? I mean, it's just it's. It's the yep. Jimmy Johnson effect, and it's yep, it's I really think... the Jimmy Johnson Chad Knauss effect. So yeah, I think it's an Chad end of an is... era, that's for sure. Oh yeah, it's, Chad's a huge piece of that pie. Yeah, I don't definitely. know what the, I don't know what the percentages are. You know, Johnson probably has the biggest chunk, and Hendrick Motorsports has another really big chunk of that of that success pie. But I don't know, Knauss is pretty pretty damn important. Yeah, for that whole run, I mean, he was a consistent rock. Do you in I, okay? Conspiracy theory: James is coming out. <laughs> All right. Do you think that there was some sort of a meeting after that Roval debacle, that was like the nail in the coffin, or do you think this was planned before that? I don't know. You think um, Chad looked at that and said, "I don't feel like this is a decision that was made in the last week." I don't think so. I think this I is a decision. That's I agree been, with you. I think this has been cooking for. I since last, I, I'd say last season, this has been cooking since. I, yeah, I, I would say probably since 2016. Yeah, I, probably. But, you know, we're going to have Bizarro Johnson out there next year. I mean, no Lowe's, no. <laughs> All right. No Canals. It's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know where to, I, I don't know where to put. I mean, that's I don't, I, like, I don't have anything else to say about it, really. I mean, I just it's one of those things like it. It just it's not going to seem right, but it. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem right. It doesn't seem right not have Dale Jr. on the track. I mean, yeah, it really it's didn't seem right when Edwards left. I mean, so it's just it's yeah. this just the transition we're in right now. Yep, it's just surprising that they broke up mm-hmm. without. Uh, I guess I I guess I thought that maybe they were going to just go out together. Yeah, and now they're not going to do it that way. Nope, it's weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh, equally big news. Not really, but I, I think it's a big deal. Um, NASCAR announces they will eliminate the driver adjustable track bar next season. And apparently this was a call from the drivers who were requesting this to happen. Um, you think as fans, we're going to notice it, James, and is it a big deal? I guess this, this could have been our Dewey care topic this week, but what do you think? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I thought it would have been a bigger deal when they first brought it on. It really hasn't. Yeah. Done. Hasn't well, really been I think the only way it's really been a big deal hasn't been so much the fact that they can adjust them during the race. It's when they have a problem with it. Like yeah. Kyle having his problem this weekend. I remember Larson having his problem at, at uh, Kentucky. You know, that's, that's been the, was it, Lar- it was Larson that had a problem in Kentucky, right? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's been, it's been when it's gone wrong that has been noticeable. Yeah. Not so much when it's gone right. So, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it as a big deal. I, I think some of the funny stuff I saw on Twitter was like Michael Waltrip was really excited that they were bringing it in and how it was going to change the sport. Yeah. And then <laughs> so somebody went back and found that old tweet. And then, <laughs> and then and then Michael Waltrip was tweeting like this is a great to get rid of this blah 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 and I just thought that was hilarious. That so is funny. I mean I think, to me it's one of those things like I like the idea of the driver adjustable track by the okay, you know, we're a little tight, we can loosen it up, we're, we're a little loose, we can tighten it up, that sort of thing. What it became is drivers adjusting it on the front stretch to go into turn 1 and 2 and then adjusting it again for 3 and 4 and back that stuff irritates me. I don't, it's again, yeah. it's one of those things that they'll, these crews are just going to overthink and ruin it. And I don't like that. I don't like IndyCar when they're adjusting their wing and all that crap that they can do during the race. And just the driver should just drive and drive. Yeah, exactly. Got, yep. And then yep. pit and make the adjustments. And that's the way it drivers should be. drive drivers yep. drive with what, what's underneath them. Yeah. The only thing you can adjust is the brake bias. And I'd be all right if they got rid of that, you know? Yep. Yep. So, just drive the cars, man. Yep. That's, that's, that's been what has separated our sport from the other sports is that we haven't had all that technology on the cars. And now we've got these digital dashes and all this data that they have and everything. And it's, I mean, I get it that this is what our production cars are becoming too, but I don't know. I'm, I'm good with keeping it old fashioned and just letting them adjust it in the pits and keep racing, you know, adjust the tire pressure, adjust the track bar on the wedge. And yep. Now what does make this interesting is that with the limited pit crew members down a pit crew member, this is one less adjustment they can do in the car and one more adjustment they have to do on pit road. Yes. So that will have an effect in probably lengthens of pit stops and probably keep some cars handling not as well because the good. teams aren't going to want to put the effort in to make the adjustment and lose the time. Yeah, I'm good. Let's do yeah, that. I like, I want the cars harder to drive. Yep. Good. Make them, make them d- real difficult to drive, you know? Yep. So. so they should be hard to drive, but yep. next year, I, you know, who knows what the, how the aero package and everything's going to work next year. So how right. much that is, even going to really matter. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, also some information emerged this week on the future of Arca in uh, 2020 when they're going to change some things up. And it's kind of looks like it's leaning the direction that we were expecting it to lean. So I'm going to, I, I have an article linked. If you go to the show notes at the superspeedway.com um, with some reaction from beyond the flag.com, I'm not going to get into their reaction to it. But I will go through, Bob Pockers tweeted out some of the changes. So let me run through what Bob tweeted out here real quick. Um, so basically what we're going to have is there's going to be four championships. For those of you don't, that don't know or living under a rock, ARCA was purchased by NASCAR this year. Um, again, one of those big news items that happened this year. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, there's been questions as to what they do, and there's been a lot of speculation that they're going to make it kind of like the K&N series because that's, you know, they're very similar to the K&N cars. And it kind of looks like that's sort of the direction we're going. So drivers will have the opportunity to compete for four championships, um, all of which feature – I'm not going to read their press release jargon. Anyway, four championships they can run in. There's the NASCAR k Pro Series West and Pro Series East championships. So they will have six to eight events um, on short tracks under a mile long in their traditional region. This is down from, I think they run like 14 to 18 races right now in these series. So they're they're just going to shorten their series up essentially. Um, The ARCA racing elite series is what the, the ARCA series is going to become. We made up of approximately 20 races, at least half on super on speedways, more than a mile. Um, They include traditional companion events in both the ARCA and pro series, blah, blah, blah. Um, The fourth championship is the stock car invitational. Championship will consist of the remaining approximately 10 races of the Elite Series, and it'll be on premier short tracks that have long been part of ARCA and the K&N Series. So I'm thinking we're talking tracks like Toledo, maybe Berlin, yep. those types of tracks. Um, to be eligible for the championship in the three-way combination series, East and West competitors must compete in a minimum number of races across those series. So the chassis and body will be roughly the same across all four championships. Um, in the Elite Series, they'll run the current ARCA engine package. Teams competing in the Pro Series, East and West, will run the existing package in those series. Um, if they compete for the Stock Car Invitational, they must race with the same engine they used in whatever series they're running. Drivers have to be 15 years old to compete in the Pro Series East and West, as well as the Stock Car Invitational. If you're going to run the big tracks, got to be 18 years old to compete. Um, I think it's interesting. It's, it's definitely yeah. developing a a ladder system to get to NASCAR. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, no the development. Yeah. The problem is, is that we've got a lot of drivers in development. It's teams and sponsorship and all that stuff that we need to get in development too. So there's somewhere for them to go. I think this strengthens all of the series. Yeah, I really do. I, I, you know, the teams will be more dispersed in, you're going to see more teams, I think come to ARCA. Right. And I think I think you'll see some teams go into the K&N series. I mean, all the things, you know, all the bodies and specs are going to be very, fairly similar. So yeah. um, I hope it gonna... gets more exposure for the K&N series, too. I yeah, know that's... right now uh, NBC does broadcast some of their races. They're usually tape delayed by a couple weeks. Um, they're usually very good, by the way. Yeah, they're very excellent races. It's a great series. And yep. so hopefully that will increase their exposure a little bit, too. Um, get them, you know, more on the uh, – you know, on the radar a little bit. And I, I'm totally good with, you know, we've seen people jump into the, into the Xfinity series or in the truck series that don't have any business being there. And yeah. it's, it's good to have this ladder system there. That's essentially established for them to work their way up the ranks. Yeah. Well, yeah. this gives us a legitimate single a system. Yeah. Like if you look at how baseball is constructed, it's very similar. Like th- there's multiple levels of single a baseball. And now we've got something similar in auto and stock car racing where, you have the K&N series, which is like your low A, yep. and combining with the ARCA Racing Elite Series now, which is your high A, mm-hmm. and then you know you transition to trucks and so on and so forth, and to Xfinity and hopefully Cup. So what I see this doing, probably the biggest thing that I see this doing is I see more companion events with NASCAR, which is not surprising. Yeah, um, which I think we'll see more ARCA races on weekends when there's Cup races. Yep. Um, I hope this doesn't get rid of the decoins and, you know, these these dirt tracks and these tracks that we run right now in the Arc Series because they do run on some great tracks. Um, yeah. I don't think it will. You know, I think and if anything, it's going to help the K&N Series and getting into those types of tracks, too. I mean, K&N ran yeah. at Las Vegas on the dirt this year. So yeah. um, I think all around it's going to be it's going to be a good thing. And it makes me 
a lot happier with the future of ARCA that NASCAR is not just shutting it down or not no. just creating this series that isn't going to get the publicity. Yeah, you know? they're, they're definitely showing, you know, they're definitely investing in development similar to what, you know, Toyota's doing with its in drivers individually. Yep. Putting a lot of stock in this lower level to get seat time. Right. Um, so NASCAR, you know, NASCAR is doing kind of the same thing with the series as a whole. So, right. And we're still a couple years out on this. 2020 is when we're looking at this for, obviously we'll know a lot more as we get closer to it. And a lot more will probably be announced. Some of this may not even come to fruition. Some of it might be adjusted. Who knows? But I'm, I'm liking the direction it's going right now. Yep. Me too. So, all right, let's talk silly season, James. We already talked a little bit with Jimmy and Chad, but, uh, let's talk a little bit more. Um, Matt Kenseth, not intending to drive next year. Um, not that that's really surprising. Um, basically he says only a fresh Fenway Fenway calls and needs a driver. He'll pop in once in a while, but, uh, that's it for Kansas. He's done. Man. I don't know. Why <laughs> did he come back this year? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this return this year. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He shouldn't have. I don't know. He, he went out on as high of a note as you can go out. I yeah. don't know. I love listening to the radioactive and stuff where they do the, the, the audio and, you hear people like, I don't know, who's in that six car this week? Is it is it Kenseth or Bain? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny because they're dealing yeah. with that guy out there and they don't know who they're racing against. Yep. So, I mean, it's That's good to know good. that they're as confused when Kenseth is running as we are. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We don't ever pick Kenseth because we don't know if he's in the car or not. Yeah, I know. I can never pick him in fantasy because I never know what he's up to. Yeah. So, so um, not really any news here other than the fact that I kind of thought maybe he'd be a player somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, guess... I thought maybe he'd try to get a. I I thought that this was like his stepping stone to trying to get back into a full time ride. But I looks thought like... so too. Maybe it was James, and maybe he just decided it's just not. He he prefers this and yeah. Well, if he can't run it, yeah, and if he can't run equipment like he was getting at Gibbs, you know what's the point? Right. I think maybe maybe he had that realization because yeah. it it wasn't him. It was the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, it probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, honestly, obviously, it does. I mean, he won a race last year at the end of the year. Right. So. Okay. Uh, a little bit more Jimmy Johnson news. Rick Hendrick says he expects a sponsorship announcement for Jimmy in the next 30 days. Um, in, you know, NASCAR speak, that means they've got a sponsor lined up. They just need to sign the papers. Yeah, I wonder if they're looking for a secondary or associate yeah, on that car, too. I'm wondering. I you, am, think it's Red, you think it's Red Bull? I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because it, can it be Red Bull? I don't think Red Bull can come in. Because oh, Monster's... Monster's still there for another year. Yeah, so I don't Monster know. Have the exclusive. Those have been the rumors going around that it's Red Bull. Really? That I've been seeing, but I don't know the rules. I guess I don't know the rules on that. Because Monster won't let Nas in. I don't believe. Monster owns Nas, doesn't it? No, maybe no, it doesn't. No, they're they're separate. Um, I don't know. That it'll be. I, I, what I guess my curiosity is: is it going to be a single sponsor? I or, guess I don't know. Are we going to have multiples like we have for every other? What if he's going to bring a sponsor back? I'm That's curious. This actually does really Tide. <laughs> yeah, Tide UPS. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jimmy Johnson driving a Tide car? Tide, yeah, the Tide ride. I, for the you know, I didn't even think about it. I'm really bothered by this. I, I'm going to have a hard time seeing Jimmy Johnson. In a non-Lowe's type I know. Scheme. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so freaking weird. Bizarro Johnson out there. You're not kidding. It's what if it was right. Home Depot? Yeah. I would love. I oh, would be so. Oh, that would I be would... so good. <laughs> oh, I'd be It'll down. never happen in a million no, years. but, but it'd be awesome. Can you imagine Johnson winning his eighth championship in a Home Depot <laughs> car? Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be great. Or maybe it's Menards. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, 
it's crazy that he's I've been more intrigued by what Johnson's sponsor is going to be than I think a lot of other stuff that's gone on in the series. This yeah, year. I am also. It, it is to me. This is just as interesting as some of the driver. About, yeah, because know, driver he's the changes. seven-time champ. He's the best ever ever to put a fire suit on. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we've crazy. we've determined on this show that he is the best all time. Yeah, so. and if you don't like it, you can find another. Podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're not. We're done debating that. It's over with. When he retires, we're not going to debate it then either because he's the best ever. Now, yes. somebody might come along and be better, but yep. currently that driver does not exist in the Cup Series. Well, and if uh, if William Byron wins 30 races next year with Canales as his crew chief, then I might <laughs> be able to be swayed back in another direction. Yeah. Until then, <laughs> that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah, they, he, William Byron is on with, uh, was he on with Dave Moody today? I think he was on, oh no, he was talking to Chocolate Myers and on Sirius and they were talking about how it seems like he's been in the sport for a while, but he doesn't even have a hundred races. I don't think across all three series yet. Yeah. He's still a young pup. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to think when you I saw see him, Reddit, I saw a Reddit thread. I'm going to give Reddit the business really quick. <laughs> and it was, let's have an honest talk about William Byron's career. I'm like, give it a rest. Right. <laughs> he's just a kid, man. I'll he's coming. What, man, when you, when you're down in the garage, and these guys, you know, especially William Byron, he's a kid, man. Yeah, he's just a pup, man. It's like just a pup. I mean, I go and I cover stuff at, at the high school, and like, there's kids in the high school here that look way older than, than William Byron. Does. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, and Byron's if not the William, only one like that. If you're William Byron, you've got to be itching for next year to know that you've got Chad Canales coming over. Speaking Nobody else has. Nobody else has had Chad Canales except for the greatest to ever do it. And now you get your shot. Speaking of young drivers, I completely missed this and I should have put it in the notes. We got to go back to Dover for a second because history happened this weekend in the Xfinity series because um, Christopher Bell became the winningest rookie in the Xfinity series ever. Oh yeah, that was good. Yep. That we were talking about best ever driver ever doesn't exist in the cup series. He's coming. There's a chance he could be on his way because this like kid is. Bell. I really like Christopher Bell. This kid is good. Well, I was going to bring him up in our next uh, bullet point. Okay. So maybe we have a transition there, but right. um, Christopher good. Bell. Yeah, he looks like the real deal, man. Yeah. And they're going to keep him down there. I can't believe it. He has nothing left to do in the Xfinity series. Has there series. been an official announcement for that yet? Yeah, Joe's keeping him down there. Has he announced it officially? I think so. I think so. I guess I don't know if it's on paper, but he said he's staying down there. Joe Joe Gibbs himself has said There's it. There's still three open rides right now. Uh, well, okay, so <laughs> this goes into our next. This goes into our next bullet point. Well, should we talk about Casey Kane first? Yep. Let's talk it, about it, Casey Kane. It, it has a direct tie into. Okay. That. Yeah, because you told me you wanted you had I didn't have a chance to pull any conspiracy music for you, but you had conspiracy. <laughs> you wanted conspiracy music on this one too, so. Right. Yeah, I do. This is a good bullet point for me. So Casey Kane, his career's done. He's he's over with in the Cup Series. He's not it's coming just, back. Yeah. Um, we already knew he was done at the end of the season. He'd made that announcement already, but he's not returning. And you know, I've saw some people, your your buddies on Reddit again, talking about, um, you know, Casey and all the issues with him shaking and stuff after races and and after accidents and stuff, and wondering if this exhaustion thing or whatever is stems from that and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't want to speculate yeah. on that stuff. Well, but... that's where I was going with some of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> is it really the hydration issue and all this other stuff or what? Is something there something else? else going on here? 
Huh. I don't know, man. That's my that's see weird. that and this is it's really weird. This is reckless speculation. I'm not claiming that Casey Kane's up to no good. I'm right. just recklessly speculating. This is really weird. Yeah, it is it is very odd. You know, it's yeah. almost to the level of junior I mean it's junior odd when junior had the concussion symptoms, especially when junior had the concussion symptoms after not like immediately after the crash that you would think he'd have the concussion symptoms from, but after that, which yeah. we've learned juniors helped us learn a lot too about concussions and how they work. And, and I, my speculation that especially considering next week, he's releasing a book about it. I don't, I, I don't buy any of that anymore. I think it, that all, that whole deal is legit. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. I mean, just yeah, the exhaustion thing to begin with was weird and now it's even weirder. Yeah. And he said in his tweet, like, yeah, I'll be back racing dirt soon. Hmm. Like you can race the dirt. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, you're racing a sprint car, you're running 30 laps, a 30 lap yeah. feature. That's a lot different in an open cockpit. Yeah. It's a lot different than running in a, you know, but if you're tired and exhausted, you're tired and exhausted. I mean, yeah, you but can if, run. if it's because if it's because you just don't have the strength to endure, but a it doesn't four make hour sense. long race in a hot box anymore. Right. You know, I could I could see that being the case. I don't well, know. It just it, I agree with you though. It seems very odd. Well, it's like you can run ten miles at a very easily leisurely pace, or you can walk ten miles, or you can sprint for a hundred yards. What's gonna you know, what's gonna make you more tired? Right. Right. Yeah. One of those deals. Yeah. But I, I don't know. know. I mean, I Casey owes us nothing <laughs> to explain more, but I'd love to get more of an explanation on this. And yeah. Know what more yeah. what what it is he's dealing with. Yeah, and we've eulogized his career probably enough on the podcast. But, yeah, I think we kind of uh, already did that. I don't really need yeah, to talk about Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I hate to see him go, but he's he was a non-factor this year. He was already yeah. gone. Yeah, he's, 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 he's been gone. Yep. Um, that's a bummer. He kind of limped out. Yeah, it's too bad. You always like to see somebody get a send-off, you know. Yeah, you know he didn't. I mean, he's not going to get. He's not going to get the send off, and maybe he will come back for a one off. Yeah, I mean, he here could, and there. He could do the Mark Martin send off and come back, and then get sent off again, and then come back and get sent off again. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of cool to see him try to win the big races or something, or yeah. you know. Well, but it sounds like you, he might be done. I'll tell you what, and since you mentioned that, um, the one off thing, uh, that was another thing I wanted to mention in this podcast is if you haven't had a chance, if you don't follow Dale Junior's Twitter or his dirty mo media YouTube account, check out, is it called the drive? Is that what it was? The video, the, the return, the return. I think. That's what it is. Yeah. The return. Um, it's a short film, 20 minutes long about his return to the Xfinity series at, uh, at Richmond. Very well done. Great piece. Um, pretty cool. So check that out. Yeah. They're doing some years. good stuff over there, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Those guys, are, those guys have their stuff um, together and it's pretty neat. So, right. Right. Uh, to, to bring this back to, um, Levine family racing yes. really quick. Uh, so they they bring it into De Benedetto. Yep, and that's that's great. Uh, the note that the newsworthy note that I got out of this was uh, owner Bob Levine. Is it Levine or Levine? I don't know. Levine. I don't know. Um, anyway, Bob Levine said that uh, they would be open to running a second car hmm. for Christopher Bell part time. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's got to get some some time in a in a Cup car next year. Yeah, he's got to run a cup car. There's and no way he doesn't get a get to run some cup races next year. Do you do you know the answer to who has the longest contract length remaining at Joe Gibbs Racing right now, currently? Do you know the answer to it? I do know the answer to it, and it's going to shock you. 
Longest it's, remaining contract at Joe Gibbs. Not, it's got to yep. be Denny Hamlin, right? It's Denny Hamlin. Yeah, because he signed a really long-term contract. He's got the longest deal at Joe Gibbs Racing. That's so if he's not going anywhere, huh. who you gonna? You can't. You're kicking out. You're kicking out uh, Eric Jones. How many more years has Truex got? That's true. I don't know. And Truex ain't even in the seat yet, man. I know. It's and not. That's now. There's been no announcement. Although everybody's pretty much insisting it's going to happen. I heard uh, him talking Tru- today about the fact that they're it's not going to change that number from 19 to 78. That it's going to sw- Truex is going to switch to 19. It's like yep. you guys are talking about it like it's happened. Hasn't it's happened already yet. over. Yeah, it's over. I think it's over. Yeah, I think when I think that announcement's we're waiting for people to be out of the Well, playoffs. when the when the crew chief for Suarez got fired this week. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the nail in the coffin yeah. for like okay, Pern's coming. Yeah, effective right? immediately. Yeah. If if Truex gets eliminated from the playoffs. Speaking of which, that's in that's the next item. JGR. Yeah, announces. sorry. Crew Chief. I, I know you jumped over with the Levine family racing too. <laughs> so Joe Gibbs Racing announces uh, Crew Chief Scott Graves leaving immediately. Dave Rogers taking over the 19 car for Crew Chiefing duties for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, as James mentioned, Levine Family Racing is switching to Toyota next year. Matt Domenedetto is going to drive that car in 2019, and he is excited about a chance to run for the playoffs. I mean, come on. Get out of here with that playoff talk. So here's the deal. Um, and, and they talked <laughs> I about hear it. I think Moody I talked it. about it today on Sirius. This team, Levine Family Racing is hoping to do what Furniture Row did. The problem is, is Levine Family Racing is not what Furniture Row was when Furniture Row signed with Toyota and Jacobs. That Gibbs. is correct. Yep, that's they're, correct. They're not to that level. Now, I, all the power in the world, all the praise in the world to those guys over there for, for I mean, anybody who can start a NASCAR team and progress – I mean, they're improving. They're improving. Yeah. They're now a name in the sport, and this is going to help them. It's going to propel them. Matt DiBenedetto, to me, is a Regan Smith-type driver right now. He's going to come in. He's going to fill the gap. He's going to have a couple good finishes, maybe sneak a win out in that car. He's going to help propel the team to the level where they can grab a Kurt Busch you know, or somebody like that. They yeah. can get in there to improve it a little bit more, and then they can jump for somebody like Truex. Um Obviously, I'm using those names as examples, not as drivers that will ever run in this car. But, yeah. you know, and I mean, hey, Christopher Bell comes up and runs some some races in this car, too. Joe Gibbs equipment. They're going to I mean, they're going to take a Joe Gibbs car and they're going to give it to him to run Christopher Bell in it. They're not going to run a car from the Levine family racing shop. Yeah. And Bell comes out and gets a winner, too. That could really propel these guys, too. Um, there's they're they're moving in the right direction in the sport. And I applaud them for that. Hopefully they don't run out of money or commitment or whatever yeah. before that happens. Um, Cause we need more people in the sport, you know, we need more yeah. teams that, that are effective, but the, don't get me wrong. This is not a team that's going to come in and they're going to win a championship next year or two years or three years down the road. It's just not, no, they're not, they're not going to be competitive next year at all. No. I don't think I, they, you think about the furniture row team. I mean, they, they were racing for a championship before they even got with Gibbs. Well, and don't, I think Matt DiBenedetto is a good driver. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good driver. Good driver. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think no Matt DiBenedetto is a guy who I don't think Matt no. DiBenedetto is a guy that gets in a, a Hendrick Motorsports car or a Joe Gibbs racing car and wins consistently. I just don't. Yeah, well, I don't think Alex Bowman's that guy either. But yeah. that's neither. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I agree with you on I that did, actually. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I this is great for DiBenedetto and it's great for Levine, but they've neither one of those two have ever shown any sort of top 20 consistency ever. Right. Really. And DeBando's been trying to get there, but, you know, he's just never had the equipment. 
So this will be his best equipment. It's a team that's still on the rise, though. That's the problem. They're... Yeah. But I'll but, tell you, you know, what, if Toyota can throw the money behind him too, because Toyota needs Toyota needs more than just Joe Gibbs. Yes. You know, because, again, Christopher Bell's not necessarily a Joe Gibbs driver. Christopher Bell's a Toyota driver. And Toyota wants to keep him. You know, they yeah. don't they don't want to lose this guy. So they need somewhere for him to go if somebody's not leaving JGR. Because I'm sorry, Christopher Bell's coming to the Cup Series next year he's going to run part-time and the year after he's going to race in the cup series. And if it's not with Toyota and Joe Gibbs, he's going to do it with somebody. I don't understand why like Toyota and Chip Ganassi haven't struck up a deal or something like that. I don't know. I feel like that could be a nice little marriage over there. I think so. That can you imagine Chip Ganassi with Toyota cars? Yeah. And if you got Larson, you know, and Larson was a Toyota development driver. People forget that. Right. Like he was, he was on the comeuppance and they let him go. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on with this one. This nope. is a good one to keep an eye on. This isn't. This is not a replacement for Furniture Row, though. No. This nope, is. I mean, it's it, not. It, it keeps the Toyota seat and uh, in the field, but right. it's definitely not a replacement. It's, you know, not even a lateral move. Right. Really. It's. Yeah. It's just. It. It could get there though, it, it, but it's three or four years away. So I. Quick question. Go on a tangent. Might as well because yeah. we're already long. Um, Christopher Bell, are they making a mistake keeping him in Xfinity one more year? Yes. I agree. Yes. I agree. There's nothing left for him to do, Eric. Normally I would say, give him another year. Another year is only going to help him. You know, we've, we've been through Joey Logano. We've been through, you know, I mean, even William Byron, Yeah, Byron to an extent. Yeah. Uh, you know, who else? Daniel Suarez. Um, yeah. Suarez was another one. He he was kind of a late bloomer. Kevin Harvick, Harvick, which was circumstances, but. You know, we've seen this happen time and time again. There is no reason at all for Christopher Bell to run another se- nope. another season in the Xfinity Series. Yep. Tony it is Stewart, a waste of his career. Yeah. Tony Stewart's your example here, too, because Tony Stewart did a ton of great re- – built a great resume, ran not even a – not even considered a full season of Xfinity, right. and went went to Joe Gibbs Racing, and boom, three wins yep. right there. Because there's nothing left for him to prove yeah. at that point. I mean, he wasn't really winning in the Xfinity series, but he, you know, like I said, he had the re- he already had the IRL resume. He right. was ready. He just needed a little more seat time. Christopher yeah. Bell doesn't need any more seat time. He's... No, there, another year in the Xfinity series is not going to teach him anything. Nope. If anything, it's going to make it more frustrating when he comes to the cup and doesn't win. Yeah. Because he's going to be so used to winning. Yeah. I I to be in a car can't imagine now. that kid not winning the championship this year. Dreams um, racing has to be just. The only thing is, he does he does have to battle with Justin Allgaier to win that championship. So yeah, and that's fine, and and that's the that's the one thing that he has yet to gain. Right. And if he doesn't win the championship, it doesn't really matter. No, he's, he doesn't. He's got the ability to do it. It's just yeah. that's a, that's just a, the only reason the championship matters is if you're maybe going to end up staying in the Xfinity series, and it's good to have that on your resume. This kid is not staying in the Xfinity series. Yeah, and know? he's just yeah. <laughs> A championship for him doesn't mean what it would mean for Elliot Sadler. No. You know, that's or just an Allgaier. Exactly. He's just there, you know, he's just there to get to the next level and he's ready. Yep. It's crazy that he's got to stay, but if you're Joe Gibbs, you've got nowhere to put him. Got nowhere to put him. Right. Yeah. But you're going to kick Denny Hamlin out. It's the only reason he's there, but yeah. And you're going to and if you were to ever kick Denny Hamlin out, there's a contract and you're going to have to pay him. So here's and you an- know Denny Hamlin's making top dollar because he's probably on the old system still. Here's another question: You, <clears throat> you choose between Truex and 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 uh, Bell. 
Oh, for, if it was me? Yeah. <laughs> not not very popular opinion. I wouldn't take Truex. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean, I'd, I know. I know I Truex know. Is, is last year's champion, but I'm sorry. You've got future with Christopher. Unless there's a plan in the well, pipeline. But you've, got, you've also got to remember, like, Bass Pro Shops is going to come over and other sponsors that. I suppose. Are gonna, I don't know, man. I but just, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say, well, do we want to be with the champion? If you if you're spending that kind of money, well, do we want to be with the champion or this young, uh, you know, unproven air quotes unproven rookie? Yeah, I don't know. You know that's that's I, where the sponsorship dollars come into play. But yeah, if it was, I me, feel like there's no way I would go with Truex, a guy that's that's yeah, on the yeah. you know tail end of his yeah. career. And then if you're a, you know, if this was another sport or something, yeah, you'd obviously it'd be easy. Right. NASCAR uh, is a little bit different. The but. only way I go with Truex over Bell is if there's already a plan in place for the future. Yeah. You know, if there's already a plan in place for what we're doing, who's going. I mean, Denny Hamlin could have a contract for 60 years. It yeah. doesn't mean he's going to race for 60 well, years. And you and you said this earlier. Toyota wants more teams in the Cup Series. Right. And if that if that whole Kyle Busch thing really is something that's out on the table. Oh, my God. For a couple. <laughs> oh my God! All I'm right. just saying, if that if that's really a possibility, and and that seat opens up. Is it that up, late? Are you starting? Are you losing it, James? I just I think that's that. I think that rumor is realistic. I don't think it is. No way. I do too. No way. I don't think it's next year, but nah. I think maybe the year after. I think 2020 Kyle Busch owning his own Cup team is a real a realistic thing. Nah. <laughs> Nope. I can't, I can't wait for it to happen. I think there's a better chance that Dale Jr. brings Junior Motorsports to Cup than Kyle Busch brings KBM. <sighs> and I that know. I don't think will happen. So I don't. It's it ain't happening. I don't happening. know, man. Nope. Nope. If you're Kyle Busch, why do you do that? Why? What's the point? Your retirement. He doesn't need a. Ret- He's done now. He could quit now I, and have enough money. By that time, he'll have two hundred wins. He doesn't really have anything left to prove as a driver. He doesn't. He doesn't need it. We've had this argument before. Doesn't need it. Why? Why would Tony Stewart leave Joe Gibbs Racing? It's the same thing. Nah, it's different. Tony Tony was, was a little different though. He was gifted a yeah a sizable portion of an of a race team, right. but still in a blank check. All right. I think that's that's all the silly season. I mean, it's getting pretty freaking silly, so let's Good move silly. on. <laughs> it's late. So this weekend, we go to Talladega Super Speedway for the 1,000 Bulbs 500, about the most annoying name, race name of the season, other than the Big Machine Vodka 400, the Brickyard. My favorite was always your name here, <laughs> yeah. 400. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, interesting race. It is our last restrictor plate race at Talladega Super Speedway this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So be uh pretty interesting to see and uh talladega in the playoffs i mean talladega's talladega it's great anyway but it's in the playoffs so it's even better um only thing to make it better is if it was a cutoff race but it's still gonna be pretty darn great where it is so yep. james you get the first pick uh it's yeah. all you man well i usually would pick brad keselowski that's okay. been my that's been my staple at talladega ever since we started this podcast all right good you pick brad you're done no i'm just kidding but i didn't i'm not picking him this time <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit on a limb. I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is my pick, not my dark horse. He is my pick. Huh. Okay. Let me that look leaves here. you a nice wide open field. Yeah, I'm going to do, because it's um, 
because it's not a, a mile and a half track, I'm going to go. I'm just going Kyle Busch. I like that. Yeah. yeah. He's got one win at Talladega. His average finish isn't great. Pretty much wrecks or wins um, and generally wrecks. But I'm going to go <laughs> Kyle Busch on this, on this weekend. And they are very similar on the average finish chart, each at 20.5. There you go. <laughs> and now my dark horse, I'm going to go completely against something I said earlier. And I am going to go with Mr. Alex Bowman. Oh, in the 88 car as my dark horse this weekend. I think Bowman's got nothing to lose. He's going to go out there and try and run it hard. He's driving the 88 car. Uh, Hendrick, he, I mean, as long as he can keep it up front. Yep. Junior was saying on his podcast, what you got to do is keep it up front. Don't be running in the back. Front. So Nobody knows better than Dale Jr. There you go. So I'm going to Alex Bowman. He's going he's yeah. to channel Dale Jr. And he's going to win this nice. weekend and move on to the next round of the playoffs. I am... everything up in the playoffs. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That's what I want. That's what I want to happen. You want chaos. I do. Just like the March Madness. I do. That's... So one of my favorite shows all year long. I'm, I'm not a giant reality TV person. I watch a little bit of reality TV. I like, like I watch Survivor. But my favorite one, and it has been since 2000 when it premiered, is Big Brother. And ah. what I like about Big Brother is there hits a certain point where everybody just hates each other. <laughs> And you just get to watch the chaos. And I don't watch the show to cheer for somebody to win. I cheer for that moment in the show where everybody <laughs> hates each other and everything just goes nuts. So that's that's the way I like it, man. <laughs> oh, good. All I right. will get to know where you stand. <laughs> Who's your dark horse, James? I'm going to pick one of the Dylan boys. All right. Uh, Which one are you Austin. going with? Yeah, I'm I was wondering. Hi, Dylan. Nice. Yeah, he's not uh, – not, I mean, he's got a good average finish, but he's only got a small sample size. Um, there's a lot of guys you could take for a dark horse, but yeah. Anybody, anybody in the field? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bubba Wallace, I thought would have been a good one. Um, shoot. Even, even somebody like David Reagan. I don't know if he qualifies at Talladega though. How's, uh, how's spin house do this weekend? He's got nothing to prove. He doesn't, he doesn't freaking win though. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like he's, he's going to be a, he's going to be right up front because he's not going to have to drive over his head. Yeah, because it doesn't he is matter. A good, if he, wins. he is a pretty good restrictor plate racer, man. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, I think I think Spinhouse would be right up front. Speaking of, which, speaking of which, best average finish Talladega right now. Eleven point four, ten races, you know what, one though? win. He's had ten races and he's had six top tens. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty stout. That's really good. Even Brad Kozlowski doesn't really have that kind of. I mean, Brad's got the. How Brad's is Ty Dillon a dark horse? He's number two on the list, James. That's what I'm saying. He's got no wins and no top tens, though. Dang it. How the heck is he number two? He just must get 13th, 13th every time. <laughs> no kidding. Well, he's, only got for three, he's only got three races there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a small sample <laughs> size. Uh, Chase Elliott's a good pick here, too. Yeah. Um, another small sample size. But Keselowski, man, 19. I mean, just give you guys a – I always do this. He has 19 Talladega starts, five wins, seven top fives, 11 top tens. He's led 240 laps. Yeah, and you can't go by average finish here either because no, average God. finish doesn't mean crap. It's you really need to go wins. It's like the movie, Talladega Nights, first yeah. or last. Yeah. Same thing. And Brad's the guy. Brad's, Brad's he the, the guy, guy here. So He won. I think I brought this up on the podcast before too, but I'm going to do it again anyway. When he won that 2014 elimination race mm-hmm. in the Red Zap Lale yeah. car, one of the great drives, it's like top three for me, most impressive races I've ever watched. Yeah. He had to win. That was it. He was he was eliminated. He had to win Talladega. Right. The dude freaking did it, and he did it in a spectacular fashion. That's why I like Talladega as an elimination race. It was I know a good the look. drivers don't like it, but 
I wanted his elimination race. Yeah, it was good. That was if it go back go on YouTube and just look that one up. Twenty fourteen, Brad Kozlowski. There's nothing better for an elimination race than a race that you don't know who's gonna win until the last hundred yeah. feet. Yeah. I mean that's, that's what I'm saying. Good stuff. I know, and and everybody's so, yeah, and it's everybody was freaking out and I just that was the race that it wasn't the championship with Brad for me. It was that race. I'm like, dude, this guy's one of the best. Yeah. You know, he's he, he Brad's one of those guys who never gets the credit. I don't think, but right. man, that race. Oh God. That race is one of my favorite races ever. I remember it like it was yesterday. I got a hockey game Sunday. I can't watch the race live. It's a bummer. Cause I, oh. I love watching Dega live, but uh, I'll be watching it when I get home. So All right. don't be spoiling it. I mean, James, I won't text you, you during this one. You don't text me at all on race day anymore. No, like at all. Except for the Roval. I yeah. did text you during the Roval. Yeah. But I knew you were watching the Roval, so. <laughs> right. We can't um, ever text. I do have a shout out this week. I know James wanted to do it as well. Um, yep. Big, giant congratulations to Jeff and Sarah Gluck. Uh, Jeff Gluck, obviously an NASCAR reporter. Um, they had a baby. Uh, today? Yep. Yes, today yep. it was. Today. So congrats yeah, to them. hours ago. Yeah. Very, very cool. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the dad club, Jeff. It, it'll be a good time. So, uh, yes. Junior had some talk about his daughter on uh, on his podcast this week too. It was pretty cute. So, yep. um, good deal, good deal for them. I know I, it works out good for Jeff because I know he was struggling with when to travel to the track and whatnot, and so he 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 didn't go to Dover. Uh, the Robo was his last race because he was concerned. a great call too. By yeah, the way, exactly. So, that baby came a couple weeks early. Yeah, right. I mean, Which, yeah, nice nice work by Jeff. He knew, he knew. See, everybody was telling him that Dover was a bad idea. Yep. Yep. So good, good for him. You know, that's that stuff yep. always comes first. So very cool. Oh yeah, for so. sure, man. That's it's one of the great things ever. Yep. It's um, and we should have known because he was radio silent all day today. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like, and once I saw the the Instagram post of the of I think her name's Liana, right? Yeah, I think so. Liana or Liliana. Um, Liliana. Yeah, you're yeah. right, Liliana. Um. And once I saw the Instagram post, I went, oh, geez, that makes sense. Because yep. he's been, he hasn't said a word on Twitter all day today. <laughs> right. And even with the Jimmy Johnson news. You know, with all the <laughs> crap that we were talking about. And we didn't even mention it's Dale Jr.'s birthday. Yeah, so it is Dale Jr.'s birthday. So we've got Jeff, Jeff Gluck's baby born on Dale Jr.'s birthday. That's so funny. perfect. You know, it is perfect because, you know. Yeah, Fokker said on. <laughs> Jr.'s got a say, lot of respect for Jeff. Yeah, he likes Jeff. Yeah. and. Yeah, and Pacris even said he's going to have a lot of fun making fun of Jeff about this one. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's good. Good stuff. But, yeah, being the uh, dad of a daughter myself, um, you're in for a world <laughs> of excitement, and there's a lot of fear. I have a lot of fear. <laughs> not not so much for right now, but, like, for what the future, yeah. <laughs> the future holds. Because <laughs> I grew up as a little boy, and I know what little boys are capable of. Right, and I – I have two little boys and yeah, I, yeah, they're dangerous. They're, they're all dangerous. They're so much easier. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a girl, but the boys are pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's pretty easy right now. I'm just worried about like 13 till the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. James, where can people find you during the week if they want to find you on social media? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Find our website at thesuperspeedway.com. Check it out. Uh, we have all kinds of have the podcasts up there, show notes, um, stories that we wrote from the from over the season. Um, other stuff. Maybe one of these days we'll actually put more up there, but it's crazy busy, guys. I'm sorry. 
Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you like what you hear, you want to become a part of the show, uh, contribute to the show, become a patron at www.patreon.com slash thesuperspeedway. Anything else, James? Are we, we finally done with this deal? We newsed it up today. I'm go. good. There we go. We get to talk about Talladega next weekend, which is always a good time. Who knows what kind of craziness. It's been such a crazy second half of the season that Talladega just – it's either going to be nuts or it's going to just – be a snoozer so we'll see what talladega is really a snoozer it's gonna be good yeah uh, it's excited. gonna be not. i'm excited yeah me too so, so talladega this weekend we'll be back next weekend to talk about it and talk about the last race before the end of the second round of the playoffs until then everybody let's go racing uh-huh.